Hey everyone, it's Nate Freight from Guardian Project, and this might not sound so great because I am driving in a car, but I wanted to do a podcast. I wanted to start podcasting for us to share my thoughts, and I often don't have a lot of extra time, except maybe when occasionally I'm driving in a car. That's why I don't vlog very much, or very often too. And I type a lot of words when I'm writing code or emails, and then typing more to express myself sometimes doesn't feel like the thing I want to do. So talking to all of you actually seems like a better idea. So that's what I'm doing. And I'm going to try to keep this short. I wanted to provide a few updates on where we are with recent news and releases and give some exciting kind of insights into what's coming soon. Of course, you might have seen the Orfox Rest in Peace uh, final release that was meant to transition all of the remaining Orfox users to Tor Browser for Android, and that has gone totally smooth. <laughs> no. Uh, it's, you know, as rough as we might have expected, though, we were missed two key things. One is... One, we should have realized that Orfox users might have had a lot of bookmarks they still wanted access to in the old browser, and we should provide a way to export those and not just kill those and block access. So that's one thing we missed. And two, that we thought that Tor Browser for Android was um, stable across all major devices and vendors. And it seems like for Samsung devices, and in particular 64-bit devices, it crashes on open. So these two things are uh, we can address, and that's what we've been doing. So with the bookmark export, we just released a version 17 Orfox final RIP app. Um, you can get it from our releases folder, and it's on Google Play. Um, we tweeted about it, and this will give you a simple export bookmarks option that will grab all the bookmarks from the database that's still there underneath uh, that um, Orfox left behind, and will allow you to give them in as plain text in the copy and paste buffer, or you can share it, share intent. So that's step one, and step two is that the Tor browser team is working hard on a solution for the crash. And I think they've found it. They're uh, working on an update, and ideally they can push that out quickly. So anytime that you're transitioning millions of users, you know, even a few hundred users will seem, vocal users, especially early adopters, you know, will seem like a big crisis. And it's not that we, you know, and definitely is, clearly we're responding as quickly as we can. But overall, the goal is to ensure that all millions of users are safe and secure. I mean, that's the number one goal of, of something, and Warfox was much too out of date, even though over a year ago we had told people about Tor Browser for Android, and there's been multiple announcements, and there were still a lot of people using Warfox, and we really needed to end-of-life that in a fairly clean way. So thanks for your patience. Sorry for any snafus. Um, and we continue to strive uh, to support um, Tor on Android through both now supporting the Tor browser for Android team. So really excited for their work. 
And then um, Orbot will continue. So we also put out an Orbot 16.1.1 release that has a lot of improvements like 64-bit support um, and VPN support. There are some issues apparently with bridges um, that we are um, maybe in certain countries or locales. So we'll probably have a 16.1.2 shortly if we can uh, find a, a quick fix for the bridge issue. But otherwise, this has been the work of many great developers um, that are thanked in the release notes who have been um, improving things steadily. And we really hope to support and promote those developers and get more community involvement going forward. We're also exploring kind of where Orbot can go from here. And we have this idea of Orbot Max and Orbot Mini. Um, you might have seen a mini app emerge in the source code repository that um, is in the build. And this is our idea of making the simplest, smallest, lightest way to use Tor to tunnel apps. Um, and, and a lot of this was done with design and users and kind of um, more uh, emergent economies where uh, phones may not have as much storage, data, access to electricity. So we built an Orbot that's only four megabytes that is just focused on unblocking apps, very simple user interface that can work on small screens, that, um, oh, I just got welcomed to, and you might hear that on the recording, we'll see. Uh, I have a map running and I'm driving. Uh, sorry, so we made this, this Orbot Mini, and that's going to be released in beta soon. It's very lightweight. The interesting thing is users also wanted a way not to just proxy in tunnel apps, but also in one app to block certain apps from communicating or to turn off networking for a certain time. So, you know, maybe they want to have signal, but they want to turn it off and, and block the traffic till they need it, for instance, or any app, really, they're worried about using their data. And you can't have both a firewall and a proxy running with the VPN mode at the same time. So Orbot Mini is actually going to also have blocking in it. Very simple blocking. It's not NetGuard, um, but for those of you that want a kind of integrated, simple, clean app that can do those two things, well, that's what Mini is. Orbot Max um, will be the, will take over Orbot as you know it now and continue doing what it does, but also have a new experience and also really bring forward things like onion sharing and more pluggable transports and really the kitchen sink of possibilities for Tor on Android and really be a home for lots of cool ideas and features and capabilities that, you know, we were nervous about adding before because we were trying to keep the app small and not as complex. And now that we have Mini, we can uh, really go max on the other one. So excited for that. So stay tuned. And then, in fact, there's even, even minier Mini. Um, Hans is working on HC, is working on Tor services, which is our idea for an almost invisible developer uh, dependency that any app can ask for and utilize that has no UI and runs on your phone and, and, and runs when apps need it. So Tor Services is um, something that will be supported through Orbot builds. So if you have Orbot builds, you'll have Tor Services. But if, say, an app um, wants to provide Tor, they don't have to send users to go through this whole Tor user experience, or, or sorry, Orbot. They can say, oh, you just need Tor Services, much like people need Google Play services, and it installs, and the app says, great, now you're ready to go, and they don't need any secondary user experience in there, so we're really excited for that. We're also, you know, been working with the Tor core daemon team on 
um, improving things like how a, a, the Tor client idles and doesn't use data or processing power when it's not being used, and just more efficient background operations on devices, on mobile devices. So that, uh, and, and better uh, memory management, that brings us to iOS, because we're definitely, uh, we've been working and supporting the Onion Browser project, so yeah, hopefully you've seen a lot of progress there on things like being able to use the app and restart it and more seamlessly um, and just making a better experience there and addressing you know, the challenges that iOS gives us around locking down a browser, for instance. But we've also been continuing to think about how Tor can be integrated into apps on iOS and how Tor can run as a network extension service on iOS. So these are all things that um, we are, you know, because we don't have to do Orfox um, and do a browser of that magnitude, we can focus on all of this Tor's infrastructure on mobile devices. We're really, you know, that's our, that's our focus, as well as exciting and helpful new user experiences. Um, <clears throat> so beyond Tor, there's a lot of other projects that uh, we have going. And I'll just give a quick update. You might have seen us, you know, active here on Matrix and hear about something called Keanu. Keanu is our uh, secure infrastructure uh, that uses a lot of the same code and knowledge from our work years on Chat Secure but to be a more general purpose generic infrastructure for building lots of different apps that have secure messaging in them rather than starting with a secure messaging app and, um, and then trying to reverse engineer that. So Keanu is really this extra platform layer around the matrix protocol, protocol on which we can build different experiences. Now we do have our own messaging app um, and Keanu is, you know, has builds. We're not really releasing that. Uh, you, you know, you can find it and um, get access to it or ask for access. But it's and it's in the source code repository. It's really meant for other people to use to have to build their own messaging apps. We are going to be releasing publicly an app called Circle uh, or Circulo, um, which is a, a physical safety app based on our work of Circle of Six and it's really designed with journalists and women journalists in mind, but for anyone that wants ways to build these small circles for you to do check-ins on health, mental health, well-being, physical safety, location, it can be used at protests, it can be used in lots of situations, and it's all backed by matrix and end-to-end encryption underneath that, and no phone numbers. So we're really excited to show these other possibilities. We have a lot of other things built on matrix coming. Um, we've also continued our work with the Open Archive Project, um, which is a, a media activist archiving tool for getting stuff off your phone to somewhere safe. And the, the initial 1.0 Open Archive focused on the Internet Archive, but people also wanted private uh, archive. So we've adopted the WebDAV protocol, in particular working with Nextcloud as a backend. And we have a really great iOS client out, and the Android client is um, coming, and you can find builds and tags for the 2.0 work there. But in short, it's meant to be a really reliable, robust, privacy-oriented web dev client that can support you know, high latency, slow connections, syncing over Tor, um, and all sorts of kind of threat models and unique scenarios related to being an activist, uh, archivists, um, moving media off your device. So as an example, it's a one-way client. It just pushes media up. It doesn't allow you to browse what's on the server. It doesn't show the password to your account on the server. 
So if a phone is compromised, any media that you've backed up through Open Archive um, and deleted off your phone won't be able to be retrieved through this client. That's kind of the key idea. Um, you could retrieve it by logging in somewhere else um, through a browser or through another web dev client, but ideally you wouldn't have that on your phone. Uh, we're also looking at other backends like IPFS and DAT protocol. So, um, so stay tuned there in, in the next month or two. Um, but the iOS app, is, if you're interested, is already out. Um, you can find it. It's called Save, S-A-V-E, by Open Archive. Um, and we're really thrilled with the work happening there. The, um, I mentioned Circulo app, which is great. Um, our website has had a major update and migration to a Hugo uh, Markdown-based framework, and um, that's all this great work thanks to HC, um, and really a modern site that is open source. All of the code is on GitLab. It's building through continuous integration. All of the app descriptions are built off the F-Droid metadata in our repo. It's a data-driven site, and you can send a merge a pull request or merge request or a patch to help us improve it. And we have integration with translation happening, so we'll have the site in many languages. It's really just moving us to a much more modern place in terms of our web presence. So uh, we're tuning the, the look still, but we're really happy with how it's working. Um, bringing us, you know, F-Droid, Great work continues there. Um, we should probably just have a whole episode on our podcast about F-Droids, so stay tuned for that. And Proof Mode got a big update if you haven't seen it recently. Stay tuned for another episode on that. And we've been continuing to update our libraries like NetKit, um, uh, IOCypher, working with SQL Cipher still, um, supporting PanicKit. Um, that's another... Thing that HC has led. So, you know, we continue to maintain the code and apps that we are still important, and we try to end of life ones where we aren't needed anymore, where we're redundant, um, so we can continue to focus on apps that need our support. And we're trying to still, yeah, push things in new directions um, beyond kind of just the expectations of um, what apps exist today and capabilities. So that's the podcast for today. I think in the future we'll have more people on the podcast, maybe, if I'm not driving. We'll have more topic-driven episodes so you can tune into to specific topics. And, yeah, we'd love to, you know, maybe have more guests and, and talk about all the great developers who've been contributing to things. Oh, Haven is another one we have to not provide an update on. So ah, stay tuned. And, uh, yeah, and everyone, uh, I sh- I'm almost done driving here. I'm about to go and see some big waves in the ocean. Should be fun. Uh, stay safe out there if you're anywhere near this hurricane. And um, yeah, have a great weekend. That's the end of the Guardian Project Podcast, episode one. Let's see if I can stop this now without crashing. Woohoo!